Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome back to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky College of Agriculture, Food, and Environment. Today is one of those days where we're going to flip-flop spots, and I have asked Mindy McCulley, our Extension Specialist for Instructional Support, to join us as we cover one of the financial topics of warding off lifestyle creep. Welcome, Mindy. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so glad to be here. I always think this is fun when I get to talk about my subject matter, That's the right. things that I really um, not I, now I enjoy all the topics, and I actually learn so much when our uh, specialists share. But I think it's also kind of fun to you know you know how much I love to talk about finance <laughs> and money, and so yes, you I, do. I enjoy it when we kind of switch spots for the day, and you ask me the the hard questions, yes. and I get I get to share as well. And I'm loving this topic. I think lifestyle creep is something that we probably think about might affect millennials or even a little bit beyond millennials. But I can also see that this could be an issue for people who are even in retirement. So tell us, what is lifestyle creep? Right. So that's a good question. Just exactly what is lifestyle creep? And it's kind of one of those... um, I guess, trendy terms that has maybe popped up recently, but it is something that people have dealt with throughout generations. And essentially what it is, it's that when you earn additional income, maybe you get a pay raise at at work or you uh, pick up a second job, whatever it may be that you have more income coming into the household, that you find a way to expand your lifestyle to match that income. So, you know, in an ideal world, when we get a raise, we would love to take that extra income and put towards paying down debt or saving for specific financial goals. But in reality, lots of us just tend to spend, spend it, more. Right? We just spend more. <laughs> yes. That, and that is a, an issue that you see happening all the time. And and probably I notice it myself. You know, I'll, I'll go spend more money if I have more money in my pocket. So right. it's a really good idea not to have that money in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those things that my husband and I talk about a lot at home that when especially our oldest when he was young, that, you know, we were still very, very new in our careers, that our earning potential, we, we had not achieved it yet. And somehow we made it, right? We, we made it. We were able to pay daycare expenses. And, you know, now that we've been fortunate enough to progress in our career some and the kids are out of daycare, um, which takes off a huge, exactly. huge line item on the budget, right? But I don't really know that we save that much more. And it's just because our lifestyle or the standard of living has expanded as we've grown older. And so we see that happening in all kinds of situations. So what happens when, you know, you're fresh out of college and you get get your first job, you're doing okay, but then you get a promotion, So what what do we see happening then? Well, and what we would like to see happen, so if we talk about the ideal, Mm -hmm. is that we would like for you to take a look at the additional income, the additional income that you have 
that you're bringing home, your take-home income, and really and truly develop a plan for those dollars. So to spend them smartly. And again, that could be paying down debt. It could be making an extra car payment per year, making an extra house payment per year, uh, making additional payments on student loan debt. Those things that long-term are going to help Mm -hmm. you help you generate more wealth. So as you pay off those debts, then that's additional dollars then that you can put in towards savings. So that's really what you would ideally like to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, probably, and we all do this regardless of probably what life stage we are in our career, is we kind of see, oh, you know, I have a little bit extra money. I could maybe buy a nicer car because I'd be able to afford a little bit more on the payment every month. Or, hey, I got a new promotion. Maybe I need a new wardrobe to go <laughs> with that new promotion, right? Mm-hmm. Or even just um, feeling like, you, you know, when there's not as much, when there's a lot of pressure on your checking account, when there's right. a lot of pressure to make it paycheck to paycheck, you're very mindful of where all those dollars go. When there's not as much pressure, maybe we're more likely to stop at a coffee shop and, you know, pick up a coffee. Exactly. Or we're more likely to go through a drive through for breakfast as opposed to really being as strict as we were before. Right. So how can we avoid the creep. Okay, so I'm going to use the B word. So make a budget. And you know, you know that that's kind of one of our basic financial recommendations all the time is that we should all develop a budget. Having a written budget is much better than just having a middle budget. And really and truly kind of write down, spend every dollar on paper before you spend it in person. Right. So have a plan for where those dollars are going to go. And it's also a good idea to keep a spending diary because we all spend kind of subconsciously or unconsciously, I guess, is probably the better term. And that's kind of the, hey, I stopped to get gas and I also went in and got a Coke or a coffee or a candy bar Probably all things that are unhealthy for our diet, too. But, um, you know, just kind of this whole idea of, hey, I had $100 in my pocket on Monday. And by Friday, I'm like, where did that money go? Mm -hmm. And so if you track those expenses, you don't have to do it all the time. But if you do it for seven days and really get an idea of where your money's going, it can kind of help you identify if you're having some of these lifestyle creep situations. Or the leaks that tend to to dribble right out of your pocket. Exactly. (laughs) And when we have more money to kind of play with, those leaks can sometimes become great. Right. So one of the things that I have encouraged my children to do is to plan for big expenses, um, and that can help to avoid some of this lifestyle creep. Right. right. And so, um, and building that into the budget. So identifying right. what those financial financial goals are. I know that we were talking recently that maybe one of your sons has buying a house, right. you, you know, on the horizon that he really needs to think about. And I think maybe one of the justifications he was is he said, well, I have a steady job now and I know what my income is going to be. And and so I can plan ahead for that. But it's really kind of writing it down on paper, making certain that it does fit within the budget, Mm -hmm. that he understands how much more it's going to be per month besides just the rent. Right. That he's got, you know, in terms of insurance and taxes, that he really kind of gets the full grasp of what moving from a rental to buying a house really is. All of those little things add up. And I'm sure if you don't think about them. If you play the podcast at home, I'm certain he's going to be thrilled that we're analyzing his home purchase decision. Yes, indeed. Another great great tip, and again, this is true, uh, just a a good sound basic financial tip, is the idea of paying yourself first. Yes. And this is one that we implemented very early on in our marriage and, and has held true for quite some time as a way to help meet our savings goals. That we as consumers, and there's a tremendous amount of research about this, that we tend to learn to live off what is in our checking account. Right. And the idea of paying ourselves first is that immediately on every payday, 
we take a certain amount of money and put into savings. Right. And so therefore, when we're looking at our checking account, when when maybe we, we go and take out cash or for someone that does debit, whatever it may be, when you're kind of seeing that balance, looking at the app on your phone, you're not seeing those dollars that you have for savings. And I think sometimes consumers think the beginning of every month, we're going to do really good this month. We're going to eat at home. We're not going to spend extra on entertainment. And then everything we have left at the end of the month, we'll put into savings. Unfortunately, then life happens that month and we get (laughs) tired and there's soccer practice and there's dance practice and there's all these other demands in the evening. And we're like, well, we got a little extra money. We'll just go out and eat. Right. But if we pay ourselves first, if we take it out of the checking account, putting it over into savings, lots of banks will automate this for you. Lots of employers will allow you, if you do direct deposit, they'll allow you to split your paycheck so that it can even go to a different bank, which is actually what we do, but Mm. we're a little bit extreme. (laughs) Uh, It goes to a different bank that we can't even see. You know, I I don't, I don't have the app on my phone, that type thing. But paying yourself first is a great way that when you do get a raise, you increase that pay yourself first. Exactly. And so you move that savings goal up and it's okay if you spend some of what it is that your raise is, but you're not spending it all. Exactly. And people who um, are earning overtime pay or getting commissions might even want to think about not including that figure in their regular budget. You know, go ahead and put that in savings so that you're not learning to live off of something that is not Guaranteed. Exactly. And that's, I think that that's a great point that we spent a lot of time talking about what might be guaranteed reoccurring income. But right. if it's not a guaranteed reoccurring income, you definitely want to make certain that you're making smart decisions with exactly. how those dollars are spent. And I guess we should celebrate having this new job right. and getting this new income, right? Right. But so how should we celebrate? Should we, we should celebrate smart. Okay. So, and I think sometimes sometimes people might think that I'm a downer because <laughs> I'm saying save, save, save. And that's true. We do want you to save. We do want you to pay down debt. We do want you to work towards making good financial decisions and working towards savings goals. But it's okay to celebrate, too, right. that, that we work hard and that if you do receive a promotion, or um, somehow generate additional income, it's okay to celebrate that. It's just to be mindful about how we're celebrating it. So maybe maybe there is a splurge in the future and therefore make a plan for that splurge, (laughs) right? Do a budget for your splurge. Set set some financial goals towards the splurge, but make certain that we keep it within reason. If it's a vacation to, to celebrate with the family because this is something that you, you know, maybe you've achieved personally at work, but the whole family has sacrificed to get there. Yeah. Well, just do something that's within reason. Don't do something that you're going to have to put on credit and then and pay for the rest pay, of your life. Exactly. Or pay for months <laughs> into the future. I always think about the beach and I'm not going to get off topic here, but I always, <laughs> always think about the beach vacation that, you know, that's paid for in the summer on credit and then you're still paying for it. Uh, during the winter holidays, yes. that that that's really hard, and it's so we don't want to do that. So we want to we want to celebrate smart. Mm, that's it. I think those are great tips um, for enjoying the new found money, but also, you know, making the best of what you have already here. And so if just as consumers, we can just remember to be aware, be aware Mm -hmm. of the whole idea of lifestyle creep, be cognizant of uh, what's what's going on around you and how you're spending your money that'll help you make smart money decisions in the future. I think these are great tips that people can use at any age. So I think that they will enjoy uh, hearing about the lifestyle creep and how to avoid it. Great. Well, thanks so much, Mindy, for joining me today and uh, allowing us to, to talk a little personal finance. I always think it's fun. All right. Great. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. 
We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us. 